When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on guys? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Scars, Icarus FC, and of course, for the culture. This is your host as always, Elliot Barr, and is joining me is my good man, Sinead Duran II. And as you can tell by my voice, even though the kickers lost two games in the span of a week, we got smiles on our faces because Union Omaha dropped points. Cha-ching! Still got <laughs> second place locked with a game in hand. Right. Yes. <laughs> At this point, I can care less when we back into the final. I just want to be in the final. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we're recording this podcast right after watching Foreign Madison, Union Omaha game. Um, Nil-nil draw. <sighs> that could have ended very badly. The favorite result would have been a Madison win because that would have officially kind of, pseudo-unquote, ended Union Omaha's chances. Yes. But... They got the draw, which means that Union Omaha's next game is against Greenville. Greenville still needs a point after their draw against FC Tucson to effectively clinch home field. I'm assuming that they will. You got Union Omaha. You got Orlando City B. My assumption is, is that Greenville's going to go full strength against o- against Union to rest up everyone against OCB because there's no point of playing anyone versus significance against OCB. Yeah. Union, on the other hand... Needs to beat Greenville, win out, hope that Richmond loses two games, and get in. My thing is, if I'm a Richmond fan, <laughs> beat South Georgia, beat OCB, pray to God that Greenville beats Union, yeah. and then North Texas drops a point, drops three points somewhere in between. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically... At the end of the day, we just need, yeah, to be honest with you, in my opinion, I just want maximum points the next three games. Yeah. They're winnable. I know Chattanooga is our bogey team, but curses are made to be broken. Yeah. So, and also, the other thing with Chattanooga, for those who don't know, Chattanooga game against OCB this past week got postponed because of COVID. Because, you know, knowing that Chattanooga likes to wear a mask... <laughs> and someone got COVID and they postponed the game. So now Chattanooga has an extra game thrown in there in the mix. We don't know when. Yeah, they still don't have the, they still don't have the date. But it is Orlando City B. But I mean, hey, an extra game is an extra game. Yeah. And I mean, you can't do anything about that. So with all that being said, man, it's weird how OCB plays a significant part in a lot of teams. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird, y'all. OCB's just popping up everywhere right, right. now. <laughs> popping up everywhere. It is weird. Um, but with that being said, man, we alluded to earlier in the podcast. Um, this is coming to you in between a break that we had because we were busy last week, so we weren't able to record. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of do three three games in one podcast, and hopefully we don't take up three hours of your time. If we do, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so let's we're just gonna probably do like highlight points, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and start off with the uh, Revs two Revs two game. Which do we have to? Yeah, we do. I mean, look, I I will say this: it was a four. It was a four nothing win for Revs two, but something that I have alluded to on this podcast before, and I will take all the credit for it, even though I don't want to, is that we barely got out of New England the first time with a win. Yeah. It wasn't until Ian Anley did a wonder cross to Riley Kraft that we got out of there with the win. So the fact that, and I don't know what it was. I, I feel like, I felt like we came into this game with this preconceived notion of we got it. We're good. We don't need to, you know, do a whole bunch. You know, Revs are just going to sit down, allow us to do what we want to do. We're fine. And that wasn't the case. Like No, it was not. It definitely wasn't. They came guns blazing. Yeah. They came ready to play. A hundred percent. And you can see it. I mean, once again, the the biggest thing I have against Coach Watson right now, and don't get me wrong, he is definitely in the coach of the year situation. You know, I love Coach Watson. No, he's yes. probably listening to this pod. I love you, Coach. Please don't stand me out of existence because you're Thanos. <laughs> the man looks like Thanos, yo. I, I, I will vehemently defend this. He looks like Thanos. I asked, remember I asked him the question. He was like, I, I don't know who Thanos is because you're Thanos. <laughs> I just need to know that. But um, I, I think it's just the consistently slow starts, and I don't know if that's because of the, the style of play we have, or it's because of it, it takes our team a while to kind of get the flow of the game. But the slow starts are killing us. You know, but you know one thing I have noticed? It seems to be a reoccurring thing with the kickers. Because I just feel like we just, it's always been this way. Even before Darren, even before Bulo, it's always, I've always felt like it's very rarely that kickers will score a goal in like the first 10 minutes. And I remember there was one point when we, Sponsored by Papa John's, and they said if the Richmond kickers score in the first ten minutes of the game, everyone gets a free pizza. Hmm. Ain't no one ever get a free pizza. Yeah, because we don't do that. We don't <laughs> score to the fifty minute. <laughs> we we got to drag it out. But I mean, I, let me say this: when it comes to that Rams two game, I just felt like once the first goal, I I, I blame Akira on that. I think Akira should have done a better job of punching that ball out. He just it's kind of like he just flicked it. And he well, wasn't expecting the, the Revs team player to get to it. The problem is when he when he cleared that first attempt on goal, he couldn't go at it double fisted because the post was in the way. As you can see, he swats at it with one hand with the other hand on the post. But do you think he should have done more to like try to push that ball straight out of bounds and give him a corner kick instead of? I, I felt like the way how he punched it, he punched it straight. Like he just swatted it's, at it. Yeah, Literally, instead of like just, trying to like curve at it. I mean, it's one of those situations where you're like, I gotta punch this. Ah, post is in the way. Just ah, swat. And he just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just so freaking dead. Like, eh, eh. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those situations where I think it was. Yes, it's an it's an error on the goalie's part, but it that that was a scramble, and then he was in the right position for the follow up header. It's just it yeah, then yeah. bangs Ka- off a of Venter's head, yeah. and who had who you can't put any blame yeah, on I, no, there's no there's no blame on Venter at all. Yeah. I, I'm saying my blame is with Akira because I felt like Akira should have done should have done he could have done more. Yeah, he yeah, it's that got getting that ball out a little more. He had a panic moment. I feel yeah, like. I felt like he just swatted at it. it was like all right, he's out. 
And, you know, yeah. I mean, Grant, look, these kids are, Rev 2 players are young. Yeah. But they are good. Yes. <laughs> they are not your average CVSA squad players. These guys are professionals for a reason. They're professionals, and you got to think about it. If you give them a chance, they're going to make it. Three years from now, a lot of them will be playing for, if he's still there, Bruce Arena. Yeah. So, it's, it's, this is basically New England revolution in terms of academy has always had kind of a factory working academy like where they are punching pumping out a lot yeah. of players that end up doing big things in college so now when they have um new england too there is a lot of that talent that's staying with new england not going off to college and that talent is going to be the future of new england revolution yeah. first team so i mean i also remember when bruce Wayne got the job he talked about like one of the first things he wanted to do was like we have to have a two team yeah. So, I mean, I'll credit that. The second goal, which was a PK kick, and Wapping's in the box trying to defend somebody, that's never going to end well. Yeah. yeah there's, there's nothing else to say about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Did he go down easy? Probably. Yeah. But, once again, I think about it like, as I always say to you, if you put it in the ref's hands, it's never going to end well. And, yeah. And Wapping put it in the ref's hands. And then after that, we're kind of just in go mode. I mean, we had our chances, we had opportunities. Terzaghi had a million chances in front of the box. He yes, just he couldn't. He was either like he was an inch off, or like he couldn't really get there, or he or he just couldn't get the shot off. Yeah, you know, because one thing I do realize is that even though Terzaghi got a lot of balls inside the box, he received a lot of balls inside the box. Rez did a good job of just staying on top of him to the point where even if he does get the ball in the box, he can't really shoot. Well, Jason on League One Fun, uh, by the way, go listen to League One Fun after our podcast, listen to our podcast. First, as always, listen to League One Fun where they talk good about the kickers. Yeah. <laughs> but Jason on League One Fun pretty much mentioned about how um, he credited the fact that we couldn't really get anything they started to the fact that Shazaka was more in the midfield. Yeah. And he was saying that if you move Chizaki more up to striker, now Chizaki does a great job of getting fouls. But if you remove those fouls from the front of the 18-yard box and then now you put them in the midfield, Rex still going to be like, well, shoot, you made our job easier because now we could just foul them at the halfway line, get, you know. And then have a chance to get back. Yeah, it kind of just recycled. <laughs> and organize and our you defense. saw that yeah. happening. We couldn't, we couldn't ever get it clicking and going. The last two goals in the game, I talked those up to. Darren was just pushing numbers up, and yeah. you just got caught. You know, when yeah. you. So I'll use this analogy. As a defender, you are always going to be as, as at a disadvantage when it comes to an attacker because you are backpedaling. Yeah. It's like a cornerback in football, a cornerback and a wide receiver in football. A cornerback, I, I know people use the term 50 50 balls, but if you're a defender, it's really 70 30. Yeah. Because you're always going to be at a disadvantage because you are backpedaling. You don't have the momentum. Exactly. And you don't know what's behind you. Where the attacker can literally see everything in front of him and know what's going on. Yeah. It's going to be an advantage. And you can see it on both goals. <clears throat> Just didn't end well. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, you're, ain't a lot of sucked. And it then... Did. <laughs> it did. And, and it was... And I really chalked it off, especially after the midweek performance. I chalked it off as, you know, every team has that one game in the season. Yeah, and that's true. I, I, I see... Liverpool just had that game last week too. 
United so, too. <laughs> yeah, well, no, nah, them, that's even worse. That, that, <laughs> Liverpool's was a one-off. <laughs> United had it coming. United can happen once a month. <laughs> it can go either way. <laughs> you might win a game four one. You might lose six one. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, every every team has a one-off. And I, I felt like that New England 2 game was our one-off where it was just everything... It, it, but from the first goal, you're like, okay, it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> I ain't going to lie. When I saw that goal, I was like... <sighs> and, and, saw, I, and that's why I was perfect. making so much connection in my head. I was like, two on goals. Liverpool get like three defle- highly deflected goals. I was like, this is just a bad day for red teams. I just, <laughs> bro, I, I just moved into my house. I was tired. I was watching the game. I was excited. And then I'm like, the first 20 minutes, and I'm like, bro, why am I watching this? <laughs> I'm supposed to be happy today. <laughs> like, yeah. So then we move on, we move into midweek against OZB. And me and you were kind of talking also with like Matt Myers and other people, and I made the comment of, like, this is really gut check time for the kickers. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's gut check time. There's no more gimmies. There's no more of... Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like, yeah. it's time for you. And this OCB game, now granted, was it, you know, put midweek because of postponements, because OCB yeah. Corona? Yes. But it came at a perfect time because of the fact of the matter of this gave this team the, the ability to be like, look, we got to correct the mistake. Yeah, it gave them a bounce back. A yeah. quick bounce back. So we're not spending a whole week mulling over a 4-0 yeah. loss. And, I mean, me and you, we, I think I do a better job than you. Of like not getting too super high and not getting too super low. Like I try to stay as neutral <laughs> yeah. as I can. But I think this game is now only point one because we got the three points. But also because of the fact of someone else besides Terzaghi scored. Yes. And scored efficiently. Yes. And you know that's Bologna's who my biggest thing against him was he has the he has great speed. He has great dribbling. But is that end product. Yeah. Can he lay off the ball? Can he get himself in a dangerous situation? And he did. Yeah. He showed it twice. On the first goal, he's pretty much at the top of the 18 and just sitting in section O. Sitting in section O, yo. When he hit it, no one knew it was him. The only <laughs> thing we saw was the corner, the deflection, and ball on the back of the net. We was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> he was like, what? Oh, he's. <laughs> Smash that so hard. Oh, he put his own soul into it. <laughs> exactly. You would have thought like so, like God came down to him for a split second and was like, look, son, you don't make this. You ain't playing soccer no more. And Bologna was like, oh, I'm playing. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he put everything into it. And I oh, think from goodness. there, like, I, now that was impressive. What I'm more impressed with was the penalty and how he forced the penalty. Yes. Like, he got yes. in behind them and it was pretty much, like, once again, this defender... It's like you're flying through the air, you're panicking. He, the defender, the OCB defender, just grabs Bologna and drags him down. Yeah, causes a PK. A- another thing is that's an, a, a situation in which, I mean, what we've seen Bolanos run into, in, like, make those overlapping runs on the outside and and coming in from that left wing and cutting inside. But if that foul doesn't happen, he's still scoring. It, it looks like he's still putting that ball in the back of the net. Oh, yeah. Which is something that really, he, I mean, I'm really commendable. Because he, he he kind of started off a little so we're like, can he finish? He's got the pace. He's got the, you know, he's got the skills. Oh, by 100%. He was the best player on the field. He yeah. was. Oh, the definitely. The best player definitely. on the field. And 
I mean, granted, if you want to use a grain of salt, it's against OCB. But at the same token, like, for for someone else on the kickers besides Terzaghi to be to, scoring, to score and to score the way how he did, it's important and it gives you that kind of like relief factor of like, like all right, we got someone else and that's big. That like that's that's big. Now also in this game, we Stanley your boy. I'm gonna come at your boy Stanley. <sighs> I don't know what happened with him on that PK. You, you want to defend him? I ain't gonna get. I ain't gonna roast him. No, I, my whole I, thing there's, is there's no defending that. That's just a PK taker who's unsure of himself and not sure. It's saying, do I want to go left or do I want to go right? I think I want to go right, and then as he's striking the ball, second guesses whether he should go right, and that's when you have that tap. You know a PK is bad when the goalie catches it. Yeah. <laughs> my whole thing was, and you know, you know, my whole belief: shooters got to shoot. Just. just Pick a side and, and smash it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> look, Kobe shot. Kobe ain't never seen a bad shot. No matter how bad it was, Kobe ain't never seen a bad shot. LeBron. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hey, whatever. My whole thing was with Stanley, and I, I commend him for the ability to say, like, I want to take the chance. Chizaki was already off the field at that point. I think Bologna was already off. So he probably was the next up to take it. Mm-hmm. Might have been Riley Kraft. But I commend Stanley for taking that ability. My whole thing was, and, you know, you hear a lot of people, like, you just said it yourself. If you're going to shoot, just go. Like, just pick a side and just shoot it. Yeah, don't Don't, second-guess yourself. Don't try to second-guess yourself. And I credit that to, one, Stanley hasn't scored a goal yet. Yeah. And if he does score, I think that would have opened up a lot of confidence in himself. And he would have just... If he had scored a goal, and he's had some chances to score in past games... If he had put this in the back of the net, if he had scored the goal, oh, he would have he would have just smashed this. You know that he would have yeah. had that. Like if he scored a goal before this PK chance, he smashes it. Yeah, he just this being it. his first chance is like, dang. And you could see it in his reaction. Yeah, you can see it. Like he just dropped his head. You, you can see it. Yeah, he and was I mean, jeez, like, why did I do that? Like, yeah. But and it, I'm pretty sure his teammates afterwards was like, dude, like even the sexual we was like, hey, you took it, like. <laughs> That that's I ain't a lot like a PK is the hardest shot to take in soccer in it my is. opinion. It is it is. I mean, when when everything stopped and you actually have time to think about it and you're thinking about what's happening while everyone's arguing with the ref, you got to stand there and think. It's the most <laughs> abnormal abnormal shot in soccer. Yeah, because it's literally in the stop of flow. Like, so I don't discredit him for that. My whole thing is you know just pick a side and go with it. Um, but we're going to, like, the player that causes the foul, Olex Anderson, oh boy. Okay. He is tricky. <laughs> oh, he's he's got some, he's got a bag of tricks. He's definitely. I like him a lot. I do too. <clears throat> I really do too. And I'm, it's, my thing is, I really wish we had gotten him sooner than with the last, like, four or five games of the season. Yeah. But if, it, I mean, imagine my thing is the rotation him. we'd have up front. No one would ever be tired because we would be able to rely on him. We'd really be able to rely on Bolanos. We'd be able to rely on Mwape. We'd be able to rely on Matt Bulldog. We would have a rotation of wingers in there that can do some damage. The thing is, we have so many creative wingers. Exactly, they're, they're creative in one-on-one situations, mm-hmm. and it's like we've never had that before in Richmond. So it's like 
Yeah. Y'all doing skills? Exactly. So four four wingers, (laughs) two on each side, that can create and that can run at defenses. And all of them have pace. Like, Bulldog is probably the only one that probably doesn't have, like, a bag of tricks. Yeah. He's probably the old school winger, but it's, like, his crosses. Venomous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Him and and Wappy are probably the only two that doesn't have, like, super skills. But, like, crosses? Boy. <laughs> you ain't touching them. You ain't yeah. touching them. Yeah, there, there, there's you, and, and that's that's the thing. And now that we have this, if we can keep all four of them for next year, I don't see a reason why not. I don't see a reason I, why not I either. And then you I, got, and then we have two strikers. We have Luke and we have Stanley. If I mean, at the end of the day, I just think after this season, Stanley's gonna come back strong. Oh, yeah. Because, again, we need to remember that he came off of an injury. I mean, the thing is, too, like, Stanley, Belongos, who else is in their first year as a pro? Um, Flack, um, Mumbai, who else? Am I missing someone else? Um, I feel like I'm missing. David? No, David was Cosmos. Oh, he, yes, he was Cosmos. Um, but if I am missing someone else, charge my mind, not my heart. <laughs> I feel like if you give them a second year, like we saw the improvement with Ivan, like yes. huge improvement that second year because you feel more comfortable. You know what to expect. Yes, exactly. Your body gets comfortable with it. Yeah. I think that was so big dividends for Stanley. For and I mean, I'll throw Luke in that category as well because Luke barely played the games. Last yeah, year. last year he didn't really. And he's really, he's really stepped up. He's Evan. I, look, don't get me wrong. I have a soft spot for Luke. Yo, Luke. So, <laughs> look, I Luke mean, and my eyes can do look, no wrong. Look, Even bias, Luke, bias aside, Luke has been. Oh no, I'm 100 percent biased when it comes to Luke. But from, I'm saying, for me, bias aside, Luke. No, he's not scoring goals as a striker. But all of the stuff that he is doing as a striker is so, so, so valuable. Yeah. I mean, he's pressing. He's, you know. Aerial battle, just a he's it, every aerial battle is a dog fight for yeah. him. So I mean, it's to have that as a player up top, when you know you have goal scorers around you, you mm-hmm. have, you know, you have Bolanos, you have Terzaghi, you have even Riley Kraft can come up with some 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 crafty stuff. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was trying to find another word, but I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just th- I'm just mm-hmm. throwing in there. Um, I mean, God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, um, I mean, you you have players around you that can score goals, but what Luke brings to the attack is massive. So, with this, with that front three, literally front three times two that we have, if we can keep all six of them, we have we're all set on the front line. Yeah, we're all set on the front line. And I also think like a poor change that coach made versus. The Revs 2 game and this game was playing Bulldog, who's a natural. Like, Bulldog playing that full spot, it feels natural. Yeah. You know, it feels natural. Where Aqua, I think of him more as. He's a center, center back. back. He, that can you play, can see him. He that can play CDM. Yeah. That can play CDM. I, I would love to see that transition to Aqua, not the. You were the auxiliary fullback. Yeah. If if you need to rest Falk, you don't have Kosele, you can put. You know, yeah. um, or Cuomo, or Cuomo. Yeah, you, you can I mean, put Cuomo. In. Cuomo is is like that. It's Cuomo. I feel like it's strictly defense. Cu- not really though. Cuomo is 
not only defense but also the calmer. He's he's like a Busquets. Like he doesn't make those like long like super cool pass. He's just gonna take the ball and <laughs> pass it the other way. You know he he's that <clears throat> pivot man yeah. in the middle who and Mitch is very very valuable and we all know you know how valuable Busquets is to Barcelona. So. The negative to this game, also with OCB, is the fact that we gave up one goal. It was we had a clean sheet in our hands. It yeah, just turned off. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know why this happens. Like, granted, we've had we had one clean sheet against Junior Omaha, another one against South Georgia. I think this year alone, we've only had three. Yeah, two or three clean sheets. That's about it. Like, is it's not up to the standards of where it was last year. Now, granted, attacking wise, we're a lot better. Oh yes, but definitely. clean sheet wise, we've only had. Three. Yeah. You know, I, and Ford was the we, other one. Yeah. So, I mean, this is an opportunity to get a clean sheet, to be like, all right, look, we did our job. Let's focus all on North Texas. You know, coach was taking our players. But to give up a goal against OCB in the dying minutes of the game kind of, like, put a damper. And that's yeah. why, like, last, like, last night I was tweeting, you know, what grade would you give this team? And we could talk about our grades afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I gave him a C-. minus. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to Saturday against North Texas. Mind you, this is a team we have not scored against until last night in 327 minutes. We scored our first goal. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. I want to see if you can get it right. How many goals have North Texas scored against us in four games? I think about seven or eight. Oh, in four games. Yes, that that is four. There were four games. I think there was three last year and then one yeah, this year. Yeah, three last year. I, f- I forgot that there were three of them. How many so, goals did they score? I'd say somewhere around 11? Yeah, it's 11. 11. It's 11 goals to one Richmond goal. And I don't know why it is North Texas got our number like that, but they got it. They do? <laughs> like, they play godlike defense against us, yo. And I don't know why it's like that, but it's like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and to and, and you brought this up before, um, before we started recording, with New England and North Texas, we just had the bad luck of going up against them right when they got healthy. Yeah, you know, right it's like when the trade off of playing OCB when they're in, the, in South Georgia when they're in the dumps, you're gonna get revs too in North Texas when they're both healthy and playing amazing soccer like North yeah. Texas. And at a time where we've got injuries, yeah, that were that were so holes we're trying to plug from injuries. Not as bad as last year, but like this year, no, no, last year was worse. But I mean, this year, I mean, with Ian Anthony, that's a big loss. Yeah, Um, Devontae, Devontae, Zev. I mean, we have uh, we have a bit of a list of players who are injured. Um, But that's not not an excuse. But now in this North Texas game, we did see oh, oh. Oh, Alex, get a start. I'm going to struggle with his name, but I pray I don't. Oh, Alex, get a start. And we also saw Bodak, you know, get that fullback spot again. Mm-hmm. And I had no problem with that lineup when I first saw it. Watching the game, I felt like Luke and Oh, Alex should have switched. Yeah. Because Luke looked uncomfortable out there. Like, you could just... I mean, you've seen the before in players where players are in a position where it's like, I'm doing a job and yeah. I'm not, like, in a role. Yeah. Yeah, you know? the body language, it, yeah. it's, it really tells. A it lot. wasn't a lot of him connecting on passes. A lot of him, you know, when you're a winger, you're looking for a lot of one-on-one opportunities in space. And I feel like, oh, Alex would have explored a lot of that. I think what kickers are trying to do, 
was trying to get in behind North Texas a lot of the times, but that just wasn't working because North Texas goalkeeper was literally swallowing it up every. Yeah, he was playing sweeper keeper. <clears throat> he was yeah. he was high off his line whenever we try to pop it over. So that wasn't working, and I think if you switch all Alex and Luke, like you said, Luke provides that pressing and a little bit more hold up playing where Alex, you put him outside of the wing, it's a lot more space, a lot more opportunity for him to exploit. And I felt like he would have taken a better job of that against uh, North Texas. Yeah. But, I mean, the first goal, once again, ball watching killed us. <sighs> and, and let me say this, ball watching, as a matter of fact, of, Akira, there's... I know I faulted Akira for the for the one against Revs. You can't this one he can yeah he yeah, can do he, he, he did that was an amazing can. save. But then where the ball no ended one up. was on Bruce where it no, was like yeah. literally it was like a force field around and Bruce is like I guess I'll take it <laughs> and it's like yeah. no you put any player in a situation they're gonna make it it's, no one was there and I'm like why didn't no one step to him or why didn't no one like try to follow the ball yeah was well, it ball I mean, watching yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just feel that in that situation, it was. It, I, I think you get that, that idea of. Not expecting the unexpected, and you, you mean to expect the unexpected when you're defending, and the unexpected, was that cross going close to goal and it getting punched out. That was the unexpected. It getting punched out into that space, but as a defender. Even though the ball is going away from where you're marking your man, you still need to mark your man because yeah. you never know if that ball's going to end up bobbling or popping right back into the area that your man is trying to attack. Yeah. And once again, it goes back to what we were saying about how as a defender, you're at a disadvantage because you have your back turned. Yes. The normal deal situation, if you could go back and run this back, I think everyone kind of, like, once it carries again, everyone turns their head. Yeah. But it's like normally, like, it's the natural let off. You're like, okay, got it. Oh, snap, it's a goal. Yeah, it's just so bang bang. But you know, someone someone has to cover. But that's that, that's, the, sure. that's the thing, and, and people say it's anticipation. No, it's just staying with your man, regardless of where the ball's going. Yeah, just staying. If in someone zone. stays on Bruce, you make that exactly. You take, Either you take someone the stays on Bruce from or 40? stays in their position there. Yeah, and, and doesn't say, "Oh, well, the ball's not going anywhere near here," and oh, it looks like I can drift away. Punch it out. Oh, there he goes, and then you know the 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 chances of difficulty. From Bruce goes from twenty percent now to maybe sixty. Yeah, you you make it. You got to make it difficult for a striker. If yeah. you just give him an open net, of course he's going to score. No, he's that's his that job. Right. Yeah, that's what he yeah. gets paid for. That's now the second goal, for. I was like, oh, it, the second goal. Excuse me if I'm wrong. There's nothing no one can do in that one. I mean, it, maybe cut out the chances in the midfield. But yeah, I, I think cutting out the chances in the midfield, the midfield is where that starts because for him to be able to make that run into the box with the ball, that's a lot of space that he's got. And then, of course, the, the back heel was, was world class. Yeah, was, because literally, I think, because you can see it in Brittany, like Brittany's expecting Bruce to turn right and take that shot. Yeah. So all his body weight is, I mean, going left. Brittany's going left, but he's expecting Bruce to turn right. Yeah. Down inches. And I think all his body weight is going that way. So when Bruce does the back heel, there's no way he can recover yeah. instead. I think what could have happened is the I can't remember who exactly was trailing behind. Yes. But I think if they do a better job of, of tracking of that, tracking run. that, yeah. They because cut it out. here's my thing: even if it doesn't look probable, 
that the pass is going to be made to that player, that player is still making a run into a dangerous area. Yeah. He needs to be shut down. He needs to, yeah. 100%. And, and I think at that point, once that back heel hit and the, it was like, did that really happen? By then, ball's in the back of the net. There's no way Akira's saving that. Yeah. With him coming at pace in the middle of the field, not even at an angle, and he's got the whole goal to himself. Yeah, 100%. Um... So yeah, you take that opportunity and chance, and you kind of it felt like it again. Like, all right, is this going to be another Rams two game? And you know how North Texas is. Once they're up two goals, like they they start. I will say it again. This is the commentator curse because he kept saying it. He was like, "Oh, when North Texas scored two goals, they're virtually unbeatable." And I'm like, "Dude, stop saying that! Like, yeah. I don't want to hear that." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. going into the second half, and I mean, oh, Alex, he had a chance. It was a couple of chances in the first half as well, but oh, Alex, the one I remember is when he does like the double spin. Yeah, and shoots it, and I was just like, "Dude, you're not making that." Yeah, you're not making that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want you to ever think you're gonna do a double burly twirly whirl. Yeah, and, and then shoot. Can't take a shot. That's like, like taking dizzy PKs. It's not worth. Oh, <laughs> um, but we get into the second half, and Dane for the kickers look a lot better. They look a lot better, but I, and um, Section on Twitter kind of tweeted this as well about how Richmond kickers the last five or so games, goals have come from set-piece opportunities and PKs. It hasn't been an open goal. You know, which is kind of like, dang, it's been like that? Like, whew. Come on. Which, I mean, I don't know what it is. And we've had all these chances. We just can't finish an open yeah. play. Um, but we do get a PK chance. This is off of Alex, and I can see why Coach Sawaski put all Alex in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And why he was like, you're playing the middle, and you're getting behind everyone. Because he literally creates his whole PK by himself. Yes. It's kind of like revisionist of the Bolaños PK, where he just gets it behind the striker, and the striker just has to pull him down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He put him down. He jumped over top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and Terzog, and you can see the difference of, of a confidence. This is not a slight at Stanley. I don't know if it's Stanley just... listens to this podcast or not. I hope he does. I hope all the Richmond kickers listen to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, this is, is not... more of a of of what happens when you're in confidence when you're when you're a striker on form. Yeah, and we've seen it throughout uh, a, a lot of players' careers, a lot of notable players' careers. The one that comes to mind is Fernando Torres when he went through that, like, two-year spell of not scoring goals. I don't know if it was two years, but it was a long time. And it was like, even sitters, he couldn't finish them. And your confidence just tanks. Your confidence tanks. But when you're scoring goals back to back to back, you end up in a situation like Riyad Mahrez where you're like, 20 yards? Nah, I'm going to go for it. And score it anyway because you just have that confidence. You yeah. have that I can do anything yeah. feeling, and, and that's it, where Chizagi was. Yeah, and he takes it smashing in the back of the But my biggest takeaway, and granted, the bigger picture is yes, the kickers lost his game, and I think I want, I want to put it in a little bit of positive sense because I don't think a lot of Richmond kickers nation was like devastated because we all expect like North Texas is that team that just. Is there any team that has that number? It's North Texas. Yeah. Um, but I think there is positive takeaways. Again, it's because of the fact of we didn't fold like how we did against refs, too. Yes. 
That's true. We didn't fold. We created more chances. But it also felt like we controlled a little bit more of the game. We did. We did. Um, and, and if that's looked, the positive. It yes. And it looked like there was a possibility we could have tied it up. We, we were looking like we were still in the game. Yeah. You know, all the way to the end. When when you look at the Revs game, oh my goodness, it was it was one of those situations where it was just one of those games where you just get the wind knocked out of you and you're like, oh. Yeah, the Revs oh. game, it looked like nothing was going to go right. Nothing was going to go right, exactly. But the the flip side of it, the North Texas game, you felt like we have a chance. And even like the Greg um, bone, Boom shot, like that's going to haunt me. Because the way how he shot that, you you ex, you expect that shot to hit the back of the net. Yes. You expect it. I'm just like, that's our chance. That's yep. our chance. Yep. And, and we're like Vintner. And Vintner's two inches closer. That's in the back of the net. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not like we didn't have chances. And it's not like compared to last year where it was just like, once we go down a goal, we're not creating a chance. We create a chance that we're just not finishing them. And you got to think more nine times out of ten, the more chances you grip, you're going to finish more. Yeah, you're gonna fin- you're gonna end up finishing something. So I and think you, oh Alex would have finished, you know, yeah. if he wasn't dragged down, and it ended up being a goal anyway. Yeah. So I mean, Richmond kicker is like the more you think, the more chances we get, we got to finish and we got to end them off. Um, anything else on this game before we move on? I mean, at, at this point right now. Uh, we do need to look at the season as a whole. And we do need to realize that this was a compacted, crunched season. Um, so far, when you compare this season to last season, when you compare this team to last year's team and in terms of the way they were performing, uh, this is a completely different team and this is something that Richmond can be seriously proud of. Um at the end of the day, it's the end of the, it's, We're getting to the last, what, three games? Yeah. You're going to have tired legs. You're going to have tired minds. You're going to have moments, uh, lapses of concentration. You're going to have things just not go your way, i.e. the New England game. You're going to have games where you're having chances, but you can't put them away. You're, you're having situations of slight millisecond lapses of concentration that cost goals, just like in the North Texas game. But at the end of the day, this kicker's team has been awesome. I mean, so far they've been... They've oh, yeah. Been, like, you look, know. take... And I, I'm going to that point, won't you? Take what happened this past two weekends away. Mm-hmm. This season as a whole, if you pull pull back mm-hmm. and take the emotion out of two losses in the span of three games, if you look back at it, if you tell any Richmond kicker's fans that at the start of the year... Mm-hmm. With this whole pandemic thing started, and we know we got 16 games, mm-hmm. if I told you, you're going to be in second place with three games to go, you're going to have the golden, the provincial golden boot winner, mm-hmm. you're going to have the most improved player of the year, a potential coach of the year candidate, a top three leader in assist. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you're only going to have potentially only one home loss. Every Kickers fans would have laughed in your face and be like, ain't no way that's happening. <laughs> like, every Kickers fan, we, we all would have took that deal, but we were laughing on our way to the bank. Yeah. Like, in the fact, like, no matter how, now let me, oh, no, let me correct this. Can the season go awry? Yes. Yeah. But, 
I think this is a great stepping stone of what is in, in terms of come. Has yes. Darren built a great system here? Yes. Would I like to see us finish out strong? Absolutely. Hell yes. Absolutely. And I think the players want to finish out strong too. You know, it yeah. puts a sour note in the year if you if we truly back in. Yeah. But there are some positives to this. Kickers haven't lost back to back games so no. far this year. No. Hopefully we can keep that trend going. Beat South Georgia, beat Orlando. You pretty much control everything else. Because exactly. If you look at the table right now, Union Omaha is on 23 points, but they only have two games left, and one of those against Greenville. North Texas is on, what, 13 games left, and they have three. One of those is against Ford Madison. The only team that can probably really give you a chance is Ford Madison, and they have four games left against Fort Lauderdale, uh, Chattanooga, North Texas, and Rev Sioux. Yeah, but that's <clears throat> seven points. Behind us. Yeah. And then you have um, Chattanooga that's going to have an extra game on. They're on 13 with Ford Madison and us. So somewhere in between that, there's going to be a draw. Yeah. There's going to be a draw and there's going to be someone just falling out. So, I mean, does Richmond really control it? Yes. Because you have two games at home in between three games and you play two teams at the bottom of the table. You play a South Georgia team that, let's be real, they have nothing else to play for besides contracts. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, that that is a factor, you know, because players are trying to put themselves in the shop window. Yeah. But there's there's not really there's not really much to play for. There's mm-hmm. there's not really much for them to play for, and and not to mention the fact that they're probably still scarred from the Gallardo goal last year. <laughs> <laughs> that should have awesome. won goal of the year. USL League One yeah, gets stuff together. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we finish. We play OCB, who you win that game. You win the South Georgia OCB game. The Chattanooga game pretty much comes irrelevant. Exactly, and that's what you want. I don't want it to come down to that final Chattanooga game where you got to hope and pray. Yeah. I don't want that at all. <clears throat> so yeah, it. Oh, I forgot to ask you this: What uh, letter grade do you give the team? For for this like, past three games. For these past three games, I think I would give them a C. C? I, I think I would give the, the them a C. I'm going to see minus. The only reason I'm going to see minus is because you gave away a potential clean sheet and the blunders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, and, the, and the inability to score a goal in open play. Yeah. I felt like... I mean, no. I mean, we did get one goal in open play. I mean, with, with Bolanos, his first goal, that was open play. Yeah, yes, that's off a set off, piece. It's off a set piece, but it's... But I'm saying know. open play is like... Oh, the, like... Yeah. Like build up in the, the back. In the play, run of play. Right, run of play. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. that that came up... Like, if that set piece doesn't happen, Bolanos' goal doesn't happen. You get what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. So that's why I'm like... Mm, I can't really give yeah. you that value. Um, yeah, but I, I think at the end of the day... I'm sorry to say, but that Bolano strike. strike <laughs> you still got on by that? It, 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 it just... Oh, yeah. Bologna's it, 100% it, it, with gold. It bumps the score up a little bit. Because, I mean, that was a screamer. <laughs> you were being way too generous. Way too generous. It bumps it up, but I, I'd say a C is... is I'm going to say minus. I think with three games left, I'm expecting no more than seven points. Yeah. I would want seven. Yeah. Seven. I mean, seven. Of course, I would want nine. Obviously, oh yeah, hundred percent. Why not? You gave me nine right 100% now. Hundred percent. Why not? But my thing with. is, <laughs> you gotta be South Georgia. You gotta be OCB. That's six points right there. That's twenty nine points. Going into Saturday, 
it, you should have it locked up. We should yeah. really just be resting players at that point. Yeah. And I mean, next weekend is going to be, if for anyone out there that is just listening to River City 93, if you don't know, we talk a lot about, you know, USL League 1 because we're a USL League podcast. And we probably, I want to say I probably only missed one game of USL League 1 this year. I think mm-hmm. between us, we've only missed one. I think we've watched every game. Pretty much, yeah. And I would say, honestly, the games to watch out for and I'm going to keep an eye out for is Fort Lauderdale versus Fort Madison. Because if Fort gets a draw there, they're out. Yeah. Um, Revs 2, North Texas, those are two teams in Fort. And I'm rooting for Revs 2. Yeah, because they have a <laughs> less of a chance of... of... Re- I mean, Revs 2 is officially eliminated. Uh, more or less. I mean, I'm, uh, not really. Nah, really. Well, they're they're gone. <laughs> they're yeah, gone. pretty much. Yeah. Um, because yeah. if some teams win, like for instance, if we would have won last night, we would have knocked out Tucson before they even had a chance to play. Yeah. So in that scenario, it could happen. But I think that's an important game to watch. Definitely Chattanooga versus Fort Madison, us versus South Georgia, and then to close out the week, Greenville versus Union Omaha. The only game you don't have to watch is Tucson versus OCB. That's it. That's the Not only really. game you don't have to watch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean. It is nothing to watch in that game. And maybe if you if we want to scout OCB to see how they play. But outside of that, ain't nothing else to watch. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, uh, Tucson, their, their cards are dealt. I mean. Yeah. So really, like. we The are highest really, they can get is fourth, and that's not happening. Like, for real, I'm rooting for draws in every game except ours where I need us to win. <laughs> I don't want to wish for anyone to win or lose. Just give me a draw. It could be 4-4. Four, four. I do want Greenville to beat Union like they stole something because yeah I, that well would I would say this I think Greenville will probably go well Greenville will probably go for a win a draw helps them honestly like I a mean, draw helps them they just need one point to clinch the final I know but they, they just need one point to clinch yeah they do just need one yeah. point to clinch the finals but so I, I, still I, I just hope they, they <laughs> go in it, and then, like, it doesn't matter either beat way. Beat Union know. Omaha like they stole something and just be, then just, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Let's get Union Omaha off our tail. Right. <laughs> <sighs> so, we end out this week before we head into week 15 with still in second place with more staying there because of gold games won, which is a great thing. Um, But it kind of feels like... With the potential, potential, um... Golden Boot winner, who also won Player of the Month this yeah. month. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Zach Golden Boot. Yeah. <laughs> my God. My God. You know. Um, but with that being said, guys, anything Well, let me ask you. Anything else for you from my man? Nope. I'm all set. All right. That's a first ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, man. Um, this is Elliot. This is Shanir. I was totally forgot to do the whole wrap-up. <laughs> this show is brought to you. By Rubnext Cars, Icarus FC, and of course for the culture. If you're interested in getting some dope swag, check out Two Cents FC. Yes. Use discount code um, RC93 at their website. Link will be down in the description down below. As always, this is Elliot. This is Shamir. We will holler at you guys later. Keep us on the good side.